0: Welcome to the Chris Spangle Show. Thank you so much for being here with me. We're going to talk today about the mass criminalization of gun owners in this country. Many millions, maybe criminals now. I don't know. We'll talk about it with our guest, Parker McCumber. He is an OEF, that's Operation Enduring Freedom Veteran, and an entrepreneur who currently serves as a field artillery officer in the Utah National Guard. He has over eleven years of experience in combat arm roles, arms roles within the Army and Army National Guard, and he is a Young Voices contributor. Parker, please tell me I got your last name right. I should have asked. I always ask everybody, even if it's Parker. I now ask, is that how you say your name?
1: Yes, yeah, So my name is Parker McCumber.
0: All right. Very good. And thank you so much for joining me. And we really appreciate you coming on the program to talk about the new ATF rules and how the government is cracking down on gun owners. Tell us what your article in The American Conservative is about.
1: Absolutely, Chris, and thanks so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate the invitation to come on. So this is something that I'm very passionate about, and it personally affects me as a firearms owner and enthusiast. But if you've paid attention to the ATF and canoes around that, on January 31st, the ATF and the Department of Justice published in the Federal Register a new final rule on ATF pistol braces. And essentially that rule is the ATF determining that any firearm equipped with a pistol brace is now being reclassified as a short-barreled rifle. And this has a couple implications. One, anyone who owned a pistol with one of these braces on it now is looking at felony criminal charges, if it's not registered with the ATF. Uh, They're also looking at increased taxation on those accessories and firearms that are equipped with those accessories. And ultimately, there's just so many of them out there. I think the ATF has projected 40 million pistol brace accessories on legally purchased firearms. And so that could imply you're looking at tens of millions of gun owners becoming felons over this new rule. All right. I don't, know anything about guns
0: all right so i we just did an episode on the ar-15 with our friend jordan he had to explain it to me like i'm a baby we touched on this briefly but i'm going to ask you to do the same so i've picked up a gun but for somebody who may have never picked up a gun what is this pistol brace why was it created what does it do It looks let me see if I can put up a picture here just for our audience to take a look at this so they can see exactly what I'm seeing. And I'm padding for time here. So, yeah, it looks. Ooh, that just makes it super scary. That's it. That's uh, okay. So this is the pistol brace here that is now being outlawed or taxed or what?
1: It kind of a combination, to be honest. So the NFA has been in effect for 50 plus years at this point. And that NFA, essentially the National Firearms Act, for those that don't know.
0: Thank you. You military uh, guys and your acronyms. I, swear. I know we
1: just we get stuck on them. The NFA taxes certain firearms and accessories and classifications of firearms. So the issue here is that the ATF, with their federal obligation, whether you agree with it or not, I hate it, but that's their role to enforce federal firearms laws. However, they've taken their authority of enforcing those laws and determined how they're going to enforce them is different than how it's been enforced in the past. And it's like creating a new law through a bureaucratic fiat. So the pistol brace in and of itself is just a device like you saw in that picture that allows a firearm to strap onto a user's forearm. And uh, that was originally created for disabled veterans to be able to fire recreationally and in competition with only one arm. We had a lot of soldiers coming back from like Desert Storm, Iraq, Afghanistan over the last 30 years that have had these disabled or these disadvantages due to physical trauma and injury. And the pistol brace really was a solution for them to be able to still enjoy the activities that they enjoy and still participate in the firearms community. So it's a safety thing on one hand where you have a pistol brace that allows someone to accurately and safely operate a weapon with one hand. Uh, But also it's a way that they can exercise their second amendment rights still. So the ATF kind of taking that away, creating the excise tax on them now and the registrations and the barriers to getting them is in effect, suppressing their ability to exercise those Second Amendment rights.
0: Was there some sort of YOLO, Leroy Jenkins abuse somewhere that somehow this got on the radar that think your normies who don't listen to this podcast go, if they're doing it, it must have been a problem somewhere. And so it's a good thing. Is there something that we're not aware of outside of the gun world that this was needed? Or what was the impetus of this
1: yeah so i really don't agree with what the department of justice and the atf have published regarding this and both of them took different approaches in what they were publicly portraying the atf really just came out and said you know what we feel like firearms manufacturers and their customers are using pistol braces to circumvent the nfa taxes So they said, we're going to do this because we're closing the tax loophole in effect. They wanted to get that extra $200 and that registration and that waiting time in place because they felt like we were taking advantage of a loophole, which I don't really agree with. It's not the same as a short barrel rifle like they're classifying. But then the Department of Justice came out and they took a separate approach and said, we need to ban these for safety. The Department of Justice claimed that pistol braces are being found commonly used in more shootings and gang activities. Uh, And so they said, well, you know what? We need to just ban those for community safety. And I don't think that really makes much sense or much of a difference here because the exact same firearm with the exact same magazine with the exact same bullet to be fired is still available just without that strap on the back
0: is this a brace so does it make it more accurate and therefore more dangerous and that was the justice department's reasoning
1: so it makes it more accurate in as much as a one-handed shooter is firing it with (laughs) one hand
0: right Uh, because you're the correct way is right you're supposed to use both hands when correct right
1: so all that is doing is it's locking that firearm in place to your forearm to prevent excess wobble and It really just stabilizes the platform for a one-handed shooter. Now, there are people like myself who are... Wait a minute. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: We are taking away accuracy and safety from disabled American veterans and turning them into felons. Correct.
1: (laughs) A hundred percent. All I feel the claims are bogus. From a really nerdy scientific standpoint, if you get into ballistics, the claim is that the Department of Justice made was that these pistol braces essentially make these pistols into short barrel rifles and are then more dangerous and more lethal. They claimed as more lethal. But in reality, the opposite is true because instead of shooting a rifle on a 16 inch barrel, like you find on a traditional AR or an AK platform, you're finding condensed barrel that's typically five to eight inches long. And With that, you're not building up as much pressure behind that bullet in the barrel. It's actually firing at a slower muzzle velocity, which is where the bullet is exiting the barrel, than it would if it had the time to build up so much more pressure in a 16-inch barrel. So you're, in effect, shooting a slower-moving bullet, which is often correlating to a less lethal bullet.
0: I just don't... That's some nerd up. stuff. Sorry. No, I'm. I appreciate that because that's exactly what we need to hear. Uh, okay, so they've done it. Is there uh, sans a Republican administration getting elected and maybe taking this away, which they probably won't, considering Trump banned bump stocks.
1: So I'm very optimistic, actually.
0: Okay, let's because hear it.
1: of that. So in middle of January, the bump stock ban was repealed. I think it's the Fifth Circuit Appeals Court said that this wa- the bump stock ban was an unconstitutional usurpation of authority from Congress by the ATF, where they essentially said, hey, this accessory, the bump stock, emulates an automatic weapon, so we're going to treat it like an automatic weapon. In essence, they outlawed it, and yeah, that was Kate- done... Can you explain what a bump stock actually does? Yes, it's a really gimmicky thing, but a bump stock essentially creates a little bit of space between the rifle and where it's making contact with your shoulder on that stock, and it's spring-loaded, so as you fire a rifle and the recoil pushes back into your shoulder, the bump stock pushes it back forward. So if you were to hold your finger straight in the trigger, it would be slamming the gun back into your finger, forcing it to fire at a little bit faster rate than if you're just sitting there pulling the trigger.
0: Okay. All right. And so the Fifth Circuit said that the ATF can't act like Congress.
1: Correct. And and create a new law or a new rule that changes how the entire firearms industry is not only operating, but how the people who have legally purchased these weapons then become criminals. So yeah, they said that the ATF essentially ruled through an administrative fiat, usurping power from Congress and that they, in essence, created a law without congressional approval, and they just axed it in January. With that, I think it sets a precedent that the ATF essentially did the same thing with the pistol brace. So I think there's a legal precedent now that says, you know what, the ATF can't make these administrative decisions that, in essence, are creating laws without congressional approval.
0: Okay, so there's a ray of sunshine there. How many people are criminals today? How many, I think you said 40 million guns of these braces are out there. That doesn't necessarily mean 40 million people. Um, How many people would you estimate? Are these things tracked? Do they have any idea? Or did I just have a lot of pistol braces get lost
1: in a lot of lakes? (laughs) To be honest, these things haven't been tracked prior because they weren't illegal. They weren't regulated. This was a very common accessory that you would find on a lot of firearms if you walked into a gun store. Even just some like sporting goods and box stores would have these on rifles that you could purchase or pistols that you could purchase. So it wasn't anything that was being tracked. It's just estimated that there were 40 million of those braces out there. Um, To be honest, I'm pretty active in the firearms community here locally. I have a lot of friends that I shoot with and most people that I am associated with own at least one pistol brace equipped accessory, but it's, I don't think it's very common for people to own multiple of them. I'm just speculating here, but I would imagine if there's 40 million braces out there that there's probably 20 plus million people that own them and then would be criminalized by this. And what are the penalties again? So right now, if this stands, you have until, I believe, May 30th to register with the ATF, like a grace period. If you don't register with the ATF, your options are to remove the brace and destroy it or destroy its ability to be attached to a firearm again. Okay. You can register the brace with the ATF through an online form. You can turn in the firearm-equipped brace to an ATF field office for disposal. And if you don't do any of those things, you're looking at a felony and you're looking at a $250,000 fine.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to do any of that.
1: (laughs) One of the things that I, it's just mind-boggling to me that they would even try to push something like this. With the bump stock ban, they projected that there was something like 10 million bump stocks just floating around and less than 500 were turned into the ATF when they banned the bump stocks. Nice. They essentially just go into hiding for a little bit.
0: What good does the band do? Because if people are not going to turn them in they're not going to register them, what ranges may not let you use it, but you're not going to destroy it. Or can they just, I know they turned a lot of people into criminals, but is this one of those things where it's just not really going to affect a lot of people except for the poor, Two or three dumb son of SOBs that just got caught.
1: Yeah, I think you're spot on there. I don't see it being something that's easily enforceable. You have many sheriffs departments across the United States that have come out and just said, we're not going to enforce that. But then the struggle is how do you find that if it's been untracked in the past? Right? Because if you buy a pistol equipped with a brace, you know, you're reporting that pistol when you get your background check. Right. But the record doesn't show that there was a brace associated with it. So they, unless you register, the ATF has absolutely no way of knowing who has these braces and who doesn't have these braces.
0: You know what this sounds like is charges stacking. So when they finally catch you for something, they've got somebody that they want something and they've got one of these things, let's say you were, you stormed the Capitol We'll add these five charges so we'll get you to plead out instead of that. That's what it feels like. That and the tax money. So every tax new tax money, one, I
1: think, is a big one.
0: Yeah. The, so when they sell a new one, that's a $200 tax.
1: Correct. But there's a waiting period associated with that too. So if you buy a suppressor, which reduces the decibel noise of your firearm, you essentially submit for a tax stamp. It can take three to six months to get back to you and $200. And that whole time your suppressor is essentially sitting on the layaway, waiting for the federal government to say, here's your tax stamp. Thanks for your money. Now you can have that. And they're doing that same thing now with pistol brace purchases, just uh, what was formerly a legal accessory that anyone could buy and equip now being criminalized. So people who don't have the extra money to get one of those, it removes their ability to have one. Um, and it just adds a weight unnecessarily. I, there's really not a big benefit because, like I said earlier, the exact same firearm can still be purchased without the brace.
0: Yeah, I put in for a concealed carry permit here in Indiana. And by the time they never got around to me and th- then they passed it. So you didn't have to do that anymore. So that's how long some of the stuff is taking thanks to covid. All right, what are some other things that are maybe out there floating beyond the pistol brace, beyond the bump stock ban? Do you have a feeling in the gun community for what they may be looking at next? This doesn't stop
1: here. They'll just start nibbling away at this
0: stuff. What do you think is next? Exactly. It really
1: never stops. And that's the frustrating thing about it to me is that you see the concession almost with the bump stock. And then you get the same thing now with the pistol brace where they're just chipping away at little things. Some other items that I've heard been talking about, but I'm not super sure which is going to be the next one that they come for, but they've looked at barrel length for shotguns. For example, a sporting shotgun has a different barrel length than a hunting shotgun. So they've talked about that right now. There's a really big push in the anti-gun community to just outright ban any kind of AR style or AK style rifle which I think is a huge mistake, there's really no immediate end in sight, which is frustrating for someone who wants to advocate for personal freedom, responsibility, and liberty. I'm the person that's responsible for my family's security and well-being. And I want to be able to use any tool that I can to support that and protect them, especially something that I'm very comfortable with, confident with, and trained with so it's really just handcuffing law-abiding citizens over tax dollars at this point it seems like
0: yeah yeah the very people like yourself who put the most on the line They couldn't have picked something that was worse in terms of the target audience for people that might go to jail or get these massive fines i just i don't know uh parker shameless self-promotion time where can people follow if you they want to learn more or ask you questions on twitter
1: Sure thing. I'm on Twitter at Parker McCumber. McCumber is spelled M-C-U-M-B-E-R.
0: All right. I will put the article in the show notes if you want to check that out. Parker, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, Chris, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for joining me here on The Chris Spangle Show. We really do appreciate you joining us. We will talk to you again soon here on The Chris Spangle Show.